Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, everyone. Another edition of The Spilled Tea. Um, It's just me today because everyone else is a little bit busy, and I actually was going to have this at our normal time at 6, but I have a dinner at 6.30, so you know us bitches like to talk, so um, they couldn't make it for earlier, but that's my fault, not theirs. Um, So what's been going on? I am fully back in Boston. It's been two weeks now. Um, The reason why I had to cancel last week is because I got up to a normal day. Everything was good last Sunday. And then I found out that my um, high school friend, now I've been, now I've talked about this before. Um, our class is su- kind of super close. I've um, sent in my money and, you know, I'm really excited on the 29th. I'm going to have my high school reunion, my 20th high school reunion. I'm very excited about it. And um, I found out last Sunday that one of my high school friends had died tragically in a car accident, 38-year-old, married mother of two. And it kind of um, shook me a little bit. Um, I was going to continue with the show. You know, I, I did entitle it Welcome to the Jungle, which is me, you know, fully in Boston and goodbye friend, which was two people. Um, originally, it was about um, my friend Heather. So my friend Heather's birthday, her 31st birthday would have been last Monday. So I was going to say something about her. And then when Melissa, who was my high school um, friend, she passed, I kind of like, it was too too soon, too close. I, I couldn't really talk about it. So I took Sunday off and I walked around um, Boston, got brunch by myself, which I plan on doing right now. And yeah, it was just, um, it was just a little bit of a shock. I was just really stunned. And the only way I could describe it, and I described it to my, um, my friend who told me, who's also my high school friend, I said, the most lively person in the world is now dead. And it just kind of, it was weird. And, and it wasn't a high school friend that I had never talked to in high school. You know, she and I, we talked a lot in high school. I was the type of person that I didn't hang out with my friends in high school because I didn't have, you know, a car and my mother couldn't drive me there. And the buses, she couldn't pick me up and all that stuff. But when we were in school, we were friends and I did consider her a friend. And I really reconnected with most of my high school friends through Facebook. And she and I were just talking, I think, two weeks ago, um, right before I was moving to Boston. Um, so it was just it was just really weird to then find out, okay, she's not going to be at the reunion because she's passed away. And I was looking forward to seeing her and giving her a great big hug. And she had probably one of the best laughs. And it's one of those laughs where you're laughing at her laugh because it's so cute. 
But, um, so yeah, that's why I didn't make it last week, and I do apologize for that. Um, so then, like I said, I was dealing with, um, so Heather is somebody who was my friend's cousin, my friend Jamie, who's like my sister. It's her cousin that passed away in 2009. So her birthday was November 3rd. And that was just a hard, a hard day because I know, again, she was a lively person too, very funny, very witty. If you could take Claudia Schiffer, and I'm not joking with you when I say this, take Claudia Schiffer and de-age her. That's Heather. Heather was tall, blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes, the pouty mouth, just like Claudia. The, even the eyebrows were like Claudia. It was weird. And um, she was just the funniest girl. So, um, But I know that Melissa and Heather are definitely looking out for me. They've, they've been great this week to me, I know. Um, since it's just me, I guess I can get a little personal. This week was a little tough because I had my book signing on Friday night. And it was from 6 to 8, and I kid you not, the only two people that showed up were two of my really good friends. Um, but one of them read all three books, and I was able to give her a signed copy. The other one read, I think he read the first book, but I, I'm giving him a signed copy tonight. That's the one that I'm having dinner with. And it was a major disappointment because I went to, not only Club, did Club Cafe make me posters, but I went to two different really ultra-gay hangouts. And I put those posters there, and the management agreed to do it, and I was so excited. I was so excited. And then after, you know, that failed event where only two people showed up and I actually ended up having dinner, I walked up to two guys on separate occasions at Club Cafe. One of them, I immediately said, you know, to my friend, he's so my type. I need to talk to him, but I'm petrified. I'm not his type. She's like, just go up to him. So I did. The first thing I said was, hey, are you alone here? And he said, yes. And I said, great. My name is David. And he did not introduce himself. And I was a little miffed by that. But I said, okay, maybe he's just, you know, shy. And I said, are you from here? He says, yes. And I said, oh, he goes, where are you from? I said, Springfield. But, you know, I just moved out here. And he's like, oh, my sister's from Northampton. She, I mean, she lives in Northampton right now with her family. I said, oh, my God, that's so funny. And he got his drink, turned around, and left. And I was like, wow, that wasn't cool. I mean, that didn't feel good. And then the other guy, um, I said to him, I said, I know you from somewhere. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think you do. And I said, oh, my God, I know you're from gay.com. So we started talking, catching up, and then he says, well, I think I'm waiting for my friends. So, and that was it. And turned around, and I said, you know, great catching up, and I left. I was like, oh, what a bummer. I was so bummed on Saturday. So bummed. And then I talked to one of my friends. Actually, I talked to several friends. I'd say about a handful, just because 
I tweeted something out and it wasn't like a, oh, everything sucks kind of email, but it was just like, hmm, well, that stinks. You know, it was one of those emails where it's like, I got knocked down, but I'm going to pick myself up. And a couple of friends responded to me. And I'm going to give you a paraphrase of all of them. One of them said, you can't expect to be unfamous and host an event that nobody's heard of you thinking to get famous. You can't do that. You know, you're trying to get there, but you're not there yet. So give yourself a little slack. You went and did something that probably nobody else would have ever done because it would have been scared of that moment that you had. So give yourself a little credit. Another friend said, you know what? You put that positive energy out there that, you know, you are trying to get your name out there, and someone's going to respond to it sooner or later. As for the boys, they said each one of them agreed, you know. Hey, they just weren't your type, or you weren't their type. You've got to move forward, and I totally agree. Um, so what I did was I decided to go to a movie by myself. I took two because I had ten. I have ten copies in my books. In the ten copies, I put a card for the other with the other names of the books, and I also put a sheet, like a um, book club discussion sheet. Put two copies in my in my um, coat pocket. Went out the door. I said, you know what? At some point during the day, I'm going to get rid of these two books and give them to two people who read. That was my new thing. That's my new thing. So I was at the movie theater, and when I sat down, I saw this guy immediately in front of me open a book and start reading. I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. But how do I talk to him? So the movie started, and, you know, he met his friend came. His, his friend that's a girl came and sat with him. So it's like, oh, well, there goes that plan. After the movie, I really had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom came back out, and he was standing right there by himself. And I said, this is my moment. So I walked up to him, and I said, hi, my name's David. I've written a book, and I saw that you like books. I would like you to have one of my books for free. He took it, thanked me, shook my hand, and I went on my way. So then I went to the tea to leave, to go home. And as I'm standing at the tea, I look all the way across, and I see him with my book in his pocket. He didn't throw it away. He didn't think I was a kook. He may have thought I was a kook, but he still took the book. And I was like, wow, that was awesome. All I had to do was change my attitude. So then this is so minor. But I go to this specific Chinese restaurant in Quincy, which is a town away from me. And I... Um, I went and um, ordered like $20 of food, and I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe I just ordered all this food. And when I went to go pay for it with my reward card, the woman says, you have 130 points. You can get one of these things for free. I said, no. So I got half my meal for free. So my point is, I was so down in the dumps for like five hours. 
the minute I changed my attitude, the universe changed along with it. One of my friends said that I called that yesterday said, the universe doesn't work against you. It conspires with you. So if you feel like you're having a shitty day and you feel like nothing's working for you, the universe will react to that way. The universe won't work for you. If you feel that things are great with you and you you have a positive attitude, that positivity is going to roll over into the universe and you're going to have that. It's almost like choosing your attitude with the fish philosophy. If you choose to have a good day, no matter what happens during your day, you're going to be positive about it. I'm not saying if you, like, run over somebody or you hit a deer or or something happens, you know, you're like, oh, I'm still going to have a good day. But I'm saying stuff like classic example. Last week in the morning, I got a parking ticket, and I was oh, so upset. But I immediately said to myself, I'm not going to let this ruin my day. And guess what? It didn't. Whereas other people would say, oh, I got a parking ticket because this is a great way to start the day. I'm not like that. Not at all. So I think that other people should not let little things like that affect you. You know, yes, it sucks to get a parking ticket, but in the grand scheme of life, how bad is it? How really bad is it? So I just want wanted to share my experience with that. Some topical issues I did want to discuss. Um, uh, Renee Zellweger, everybody is up in arms about the fact that she used to have closed set eyes and she used to look this way and that way. And now all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, she came and she looked like she had work done and her eyes were more open. But what people don't realize is if they look at her, it's not that she had work done, it's that she lost weight. If you look at pictures of her when she was younger, Anytime she gained weight, her eyes would get smaller. So if you look at her now, I mean, I don't think there's a procedure to open your eyes more. I could be wrong, but I just think that she just lost weight. She's, maybe she's eating healthier. Even when she um, was real thin, she still had a puffy face because she was doing all this Botox and stuff to her face. I think she stopped all that. And now she's leading leading a cleaner life. That's my guess. I don't know, but that's what it looks like to me. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. My opinion. um, Yeah, so as far as dating online, after that experience at Club Cafe, I was really like, you know, bummed, you know, two guys rejecting me. And I was talking to my ex who I'm friends with, and He said the funniest thing. He said, wow, it looks like um, dating online is exactly like dating in person. looks like people are taking their same techniques from online and moving it forward. And I said, you know what? At least they're honest. Um, The thing about dating like Plenty of Fish and Tender and Grinder, the thing that I don't get is 
the instant need for physical contact first before anything else. That's the thing that I don't get. I had this one guy on Grinder say, you're on Grinder. You should be giving it up first before you go on a date. And I said, I make my own rules in my life. If I don't want to have sex with somebody before I get to know them, that's my choice. You can't tell me how to date. He said, well, you'd be more successful. And I'm like, you can't tell me how I'd be more successful. You can't tell me that. What works for you doesn't work for everybody. And then I realized, why am I having a discussion with this guy? (laughs) My favorite, though, was the guy that said, hey, H-E-Y, just hey. I said, hey, back. His next response shocked me. He said, nudes. N-U-D-E-S. I said, no, and he stopped talking. (laughs) What? So I relayed this um, information to my sisters, and they were laughing hysterically, like, Jesus, all men are horny. I said, what do you mean? She's like, my husband, one of my sisters says, my husband's just as horny, and, you know. um, And I talked to some other friends that are straight, and they have encountered the same problem. Guys are just horny period, you know, and some guys are less horny than others and know how to hide it better, know how to be more respectful, but all in all, horny toads. How I'm going to take the gay scene this time around is I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to stick to my morals because at the end of the day, that's what I have separating me from everybody else. So I think what I want to do is take my time, and maybe I don't put myself out there as much. Maybe I let somebody come to me. Because, you know, not for nothing, I really can't stand when people say, I never get hit on. Nobody hits on me in clubs. And then I approach them, and they say nothing, or they're rude or whatever. So you know what? I've approached other people in clubs. Maybe it's my time to not do that anymore. Maybe it's my time to sit back and have somebody approach me. But I guarantee you, even if they're not my type, I will not make them feel rejected, and I will not belittle them. That's just something I won't do. So, what else do I want to talk about? Um... Saw Interstellar yesterday. That was the movie I saw where the guy was reading his book. Um, Physically, or not physically, the special effects of the movie were amazing. I can't knock that. They were just fantastic. I felt like the entire movie, though, was an awards show submission. Like, everything in the movie was meant to be an award show submission. From the characterizations to the storyline, I just, yeah. So the whole point of the movie is Earth, this is in in the future, Earth is slowly losing its resources and space exploration needs to be done in order to find a new home for earthlings. Now, 
the beings out there are trying to help us find these new worlds, find a new solar system, find a new galaxy. They're helping us. But Earth is so depleted of resources, we have a different set of agenda. You know, corn is our, our main thing right now, and okra is about to go. So mostly everyone's a farmer. If you're not a farmer, you're a gas attendant, you're, you're doing rural things. Matthew McConaughey's character has a background in space engineering, but he's a farmer. So he's recruited by Michael Caine to lead a team, which includes Anne Hathaway, who plays Michael Caine's daughter, to go into space, find a planet that, that can be inhabitable by, um, by Earthlings, and then come back and tell us and all that stuff. Lots of twists and turns. Not going to lie to you, very thought-out twists and turns, too. Um, but I feel like they borrowed so much. Now, I'm not going to totally give away, and I'm not going to do spoilers, but Jessica Chastain and Ellen Burstyn play the same character. It felt very Titanic-like. Jessica Chastain's character obviously is a younger version and she's very angry at her father because even though her father has these skills that she as a child knew could help save the planet, even her as a child, which was another actress that played her, her as a child was all about space exploration and all this stuff. So her character knew what he could do and knew how he could help Earth. She was still mad at him for leaving. And it was just... It felt like, all right, I want to give her an Oscar, an Oscar reel. So I'm going to make her character angry at her dad for leaving. But he didn't leave to go to the grocery store and didn't come back. He didn't leave to cheat on, you know, and, and have a new family. He left to save Earth. So I was really annoyed at Christopher Nolan to even take this approach. It was so lazy of him, so incredibly lazy of him. And some of the, what I call dramatic pauses in cinema, where a character should be moving, but instead they're just standing there while something disastrous is happening, it happened more than once in this movie. And it drove me insane. I was livid. I rolled my eyes like five times in this movie because of those dramatic pauses. And Anne Hathaway... Matthew McConaughey, and even Michael Caine, to a degree, they are all Oscar winners, but you wouldn't know it if you saw this movie. It was embarrassing how badly they were acting. Embarrassing. Jessica Chastain brought it. I'm sure she thought this was a great role. Me as a viewer, uh, fan thought it was the dumbest thing, but yeah. So I would give it three stars simply because of the fact that he took a risk and the uh, special effects. But if it was based on just the storyline, I mean, Contact back in the 90s was far superior. 
I would I would give that a five right now compared to this this movie. It was amazing. This movie, she's the least. So that's my review on that. And oh, and one more thing. I know that farmers have a farmer's tan, but literally, Matthew McConaughey looked like a pumpkin. He was so orange. I don't know why they did that or why they thought that that would be a good thing for his character, but it was so distracting when he was playing a dramatic role. I kept thinking of a pumpkin crying or a pumpkin laughing or a pumpkin talking and with a southern draw and a beer in his hand. So I kept, like, laughing to myself because it was just really distracting. But, um, okay, so that's my last review on that. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I, um, oh, I also, while I was here, unfortunately, or fortunately, I wanted to say to the city of Boston how sorry I am for the loss because, Mayor Menino passed away last week, or was it the week before? No, it was the week before, sorry. Um, He basically was a friend to the city of Boston. Now, Boston is one city and it's an area, basically. I don't know how to explain it. But then inside Boston, they have different cities, so or towns maybe. So it's almost like Los Angeles, West Los Angeles, East Los Angeles. So Hollywood, North Hollywood, West Hollywood. So Boston, Jamaica Plain, Dorchester. So the city basically mourned when um, Mayor Menino died two weeks ago. And I just feel so bad because I know he's he was reelected so many times. He was in that role for 20 years. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm fighting a cold. And he really, um, he walked through the neighborhood, the dangerous neighborhoods, and he talked to the people. And it was just, I felt so bad for the city, but I felt so good that I was here for this. And um, again, I just want to send my condolences to the city of Boston, and uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, and it's funny because as Boston was dealing with that loss, I was dealing with you know, basically two losses at the same time. So we're all, like, mourning together. Um, yeah, I'm, again, looking forward to my 20, 20th high school reunion. There's still some fighting. Some people are mad because um, some people aren't going. And a little bit of drama happened because someone called out all the people not going. And that created a lot of drama. But... For me, I'm going to go to the reunion, but I also put it out there and I told people, hey, for you people not going to the reunion and you're in the Boston area, send me your information. We'll have dinner. I'll coordinate it because I want to see everybody. I don't want to see just, well, there's like literally two or three people I do not want to see just because of how they are and how they've been to me since graduation. But everybody else, yeah, I'd love to see them. And and so that's going to be interesting, and I, I can't wait for that to play out. Um, so, yeah, I guess I will see everybody, or sorry, see. I will speak to everybody next week. We'll have the full crew back. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go to brunch and give away my two books and then go to dinner tonight and hopefully watch Walking Dead and be completely entertained because last week was Dullville, USA. And, um, yeah, oh, by the way, I feel like... I feel like Young and the Restless is getting better, but then when it gets better, it gets worse. So I'm hoping something happens soon. And I'm hoping change comes immediate because it's really like the show is on life support and the powers that be have the feeding tube and they keep wanting to yank it. And um, I really hope that doesn't happen. But I've been through this before. Guiding Light got canceled. Azure World Turns got canceled. So I know what's expected. But, um, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you, and everybody will reconvene next Sunday. Thanks, guys. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.